0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Solo VG Podcast, episode number 117. That's crazy. It's been a while since we actually published any, any episode until the time that you listen. And well, I'm happy to be here with you like the good old days, uh, just here by myself. Uh, being authentic to Solo VG Podcast, I guess. Uh, but anyway, hopefully in future episodes, of course, uh, some friends are going to join us like like Jonathan been doing recently. Uh, before we keep going, I want to say hi to all of you amazing listeners and also to all the... Um, people that had the chance to listen to the last episode and i'm doing this by saying hi to particular regions which is the top countries and the top cities where they listen to our episode uh united states number one united kingdom uh canada spain germany australia colombia sweden greece and japan uh, the cities were chicago illinois madrid madrid bogota uh, california montclair pet uh, western australia Calgary, Alberta, St. Paul, Minnesota, Noblesville, Tennessee, Nolansville Tennessee, I apologize, uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, and Sherwood Park, Alberta. So thank you so much for listening to the previous episode. I'm seeing new places, new locations, new cities are now on the top list, and I'm very grateful for that. So thank you, thank you for listening. We have a episode full of games. We're going to go over three different games on this one. Uh, the disclosure is that these games I was given to. If you had a chance to uh, listen to our last, well, not our last, the one before the GenCon episode, if you got a chance to listen to that one, you you hopefully you liked it, uh, where I went around the con and uh, you know I was interviewing some um, designers and publishers, and some of them, of course, they they were very kind and then provided us with review copies of, of their games um so we're going to talk about some of their games here uh one of the games that we're going to be uh visiting is the thing the board game which is uh published by aris uh which is the publisher and is the also uh by Pendragon game studios and it's a game by andrea crespi and giuseppe cicero we're going to be talking about that game we're also going to be talking about planet unknown um which is by uh, adam's apple i'm going to be telling you a little bit about that game also we're going to talk about intrepid and of course, we're going to revisit the game that we talked about 100 episodes ago, which is crazy to think about it. But anyway, welcome. I hope you enjoy. And, and, and let's start right now with Solo BG Podcast. Okay, we're ready to talk about games, why not? We're going to go back in time and we're going to go to what well, we talk in episode number seven, 17. Better me. I'll be back, in time. back in episode number 17, we review this tiny game that I have here with me and it's it's a small game. I'm not going to call it a tiny because then we get into trouble with other universe of small games. Uh, but this game is published by Gray Fox Games. And back then, I talked about Pocket Mars. Pocket Mars, which is a small box, but it has a lot going on on it. Uh, Once again, 100 episodes ago. Uh, That was on February 9, 2019. Crazy to think about how the world was back then, before the pandemic, of course. Uh, Pocket Mars is a small box game. We actually had a, a giveaway back then, I remember. But it has a lot to offer. Once again, published by Gray Fox Games. I still have that game in my collection. I still keep it here. Uh, It's been a long time since I played it. I would say probably at least a year. But I still have it for... One of the reasons probably could be because it's a small box, but I'm sure I still have it because my memories playing these games are very positive. And I remember from the game, uh, you know, the art was was very nice, uh, you know, on the cards. The theme, of course, is space, and you, you were having some colonists that they were like wooden markers that you would have to send to different buildings in Mars... Uh I think you had like five different buildings and then you're gonna be playing cards during your during your turn, uh either from your hand, or you could draw a card and then you know get more hand management, I guess. And then you can also prep the model, which it was a model that you will lay down in front of you or uh, swapping cards with the model and then playing. And each card has different actions uh that you can do as soon as you resolve them on the buildings. There's different types of buildings, and the game was going to end when um someone, if I remember correctly, when someone said uh, send their seventh astronaut uh, to one of the, you know, the locations. Um, you also had like your, your main, uh, ship where you will track the energy and stuff. So that was pretty cool as well. I have good memories. Once again, it will be hard for me and I will probably be lying to you if I tell you how the game plays. And for that, I invite you to go back hundred episodes ago. You can, uh, if you're streaming through a podcast or Spotify, Google play Amazon music, wherever you're streaming, I'm sure you can go back and find it um and over there of course back then i talked to you everything about the game uh that was when i had the format of course about you know uh, boxing cover and inside the box when i talk about you know divided in the episode in different sections about every single aspect of the box of the game and then the gaming components and so on and so forth now i do it in a more um i guess all together way but um but yeah i mean go and check it out if you're interested and see how it plays now i'm keeping this game and actually as i pull it out and i see the components and the small box and everything i'm i'm eager to play it and i think i'm gonna play it soon and probably you will be able to see uh some pictures about my adventure on instagram facebook twitter at solo bg podcast because i'm gonna play it again i have a trip coming up very soon uh to mexico and uh, you know, I'm, of course, I'm gonna bring some games with me. Uh, so this is definitely one that I will probably bring in and just revisiting back uh, when I'm there. So, so there you go. Uh, you have it, Pocket Marsh, still my collection. For my from my memories, I I think I recommend it. I think it was the price was something less than twenty American dollars. Um, so. So yeah, Pocket Mars. There you go, by Grey Fox Games. Uh, so, like I said, um, we're gonna be jumping into three different games: two big boxes games, and one uh, very standard 12 by 12 game as well. Uh, once again, the three of the, the all the games that we, I'm gonna be talking about, I was well, one, two of them they were for review purposes. So I'm always very transparent with you, my friends. So the thing I was given, uh, you know, a review copy, basically for free um you know from from my friends from uh, pentagon game studios uh they gave me the base game and norwegian expansion so we're going to be talking about the base game a little bit here and then i'm going to be touching the norwegian expansion a little bit uh then uh intrepid um i was lucky enough that my friends over there at jencom they give me what they call a review uh, reviewer price which is basically a discount in order for me to get the game try it out and then uh, you know, talk uh, with you on the on these episodes and Planet Unknown. That that one I purchased it myself, so there's no disclaimer. There's there's no any uh, any anything. Anyway, uh, regardless, I'm always very uh, sincere with you, and I will always tell you my impressions, no matter what, no matter where that game is coming from. Uh, so anyway, let's start with the first one, and we're gonna go into since we are in Halloween we're in Halloween month now at the time of the recording is October the 1st I want to go with a classic from Hollywood a John Carpenter classic horror movie kind of like horror slash sci-fi and of course at this point you're thinking yes I'm going to talk about the thing right the thing the board game which is totally totally inspired from the movie um and and yeah that's that's it so the game if you got a chance to get the kickstarter version which is the deluxe version that one came with minis uh and it came with uh sort of like poker chips like plastic chips for um you know that they will be representing uh you know the different. Um, aliens locations as you go to encounter them Uh, if you got the retail version you get cardboard instead of those uh, poker chip tokens uh, and you will get standees Uh, when I play the game which once again you can go to our social media and look for the pictures I play it uh, with the standees because I think the standees are great for this game and and you know I didn't get the minis but I think the standees do, do a great job it's one of those weird games because you know I love minis that I will say that Standies will do the job very, very, very well. Okay, so if we take a look on the um, on the box of the thing, it's a 12 by 12 inch box, which it will fit perfectly on your Kalex, so no problem there. And the art on the box is pretty cool because it's a black box, and it basically portraits the, the kind of like the, the cover from the movie as well. Uh, you know, you have the, the words, the thing, like with the kind of like shining, uh, reflecting light, and then you can see a person in this case and you can identify that they're in a jacket, you know, because all, all this happen in a very desolated uh Antarctica, you know, place. Uh and then you can see some light. The light is coming from his from his face basically. So that's the whole mystery, right? The premise on the on the on the thing right on the universe of the thing if you haven't seen the movie i will highly recommend it to go and see it i won't spoil you which i know it's crazy because the movie probably has more than 30 years at this point or probably more but i mean it's a definitely a a classic a cold classic i would say that uh on this month of halloween fall you know that the atmosphere is there and and you get everything set up i think it's a a movie worth watching and and, you know it's going to be can give you some surprises (laughs) you know sometimes you like those movies like like i do appreciate those those times uh but anyway uh the 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 cover is fantastic the black box is great and the theme uh you know as as me that i watched the movie many times i can tell you that is there on the game then as we are opening the box of course we are going to be finding a bunch of stuff but before i go there let me tell you uh you know the credits for this game so the thing right now on board game geek or bgg it has a 7.8 rating um, it was released in 2022, which is this year. It has a rank overall of 2,115. Uh, on the thematic, it has a 366 place. Uh, of course, what it is about? Well, about the classic from 1982. There you go, 30 years, actually. What well, is it? No, 40 years. 40 years now. Um, it's one to eight players, which... When I talk about this before, when I when I mentioned, I don't know if it was in the Spanish podcast or the English podcast, when I mentioned about uh, uh, thunder, a thunder dice roll or something, thunder rolls, it was, it was a Kickstarter racing game that I backed and I actually was a sponsor that I was a little bit disappointed on the game. And now I learned from there and by playing other games that some games when they have one to eight is like, mm, like the Solomos sometimes is not good. But anyway, I'm going to tell you. On uh, this case, uh, it's a sixty to ninety minutes uh, play time. Has a medium weight complexity, two point eighty eight out of five. The community says that it plays uh, uh, better with ten euro plus or more. Uh, BGG says fourteen euro plus or more. Language, it has some you know dependency on the card, so I would say that probably has you know in order. I guess not because you get a lot of text. It's not a narrative game, but just because you're gonna be. You Know triggering different abilities. I think this game is like a 40% language dependent. I guess once you teach someone their abilities and their characters, it's not like they have to be reading, and the cards are more symbolic than anything. But there are some things that you might read, so probably 30 to 40% dependence on language. Um, and you know, and 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 that's it. The crates are Giuseppe Cicero and Andrea uh, Crispi, those are the designers. The artist is David Corsi. Uh, or David Corsi, I'm sorry, and Ricardo Crosa. And once again, the publishers are Pendragon Game Studios and distributors are RS and Universal, of course, Universal as well, which is the owners of the ride. Uh, this uh, game, if you're listening, because I just found out that a lot of uh, Spanish uh, listeners also listen to Solo bg podcast in English, which is great. If you are wondering if, if you're going to have a, a Spanish version, uh, Gen X Games uh, is going gonna, is gonna to bring it, I believe, to, to Spanish. So there you go. Uh, what are we going to find inside the box? Many, many, many things. So starting with a, great, with a great board. A board full of locations, which is beautiful. I love the board. Right out of the way, I will tell you. You're going to get also uh, uh, the Weather Die, which is going to be playing... You know, during the game, I will explain you how uh, you're gonna get uh, a lot of tokens, including fuel tokens. Uh, they're 3D printed, which is fantastic. And those are for the retail version and the deluxe version as well. Uh, Flame uh food tokens, which they're very cute because they say uh, "Pam" kind of like spam. So you know, it's it's, it's kind of thematic. Uh, you get some dogs minis. They call dog tokens, but they're basically minis. You get the rescue helicopter token, which, slash, it's a mini, uh, and you get. The, the double-sided mats for the weather once again i'm going to t- uh, tell you how they work you're going to get some laboratory back for some tokens some contagion back for for uh, another tokens the human contagion tokens uh, the leader tokens a lot of tokens for the aliens the suspicion disc that you're going to keep on track you're going to have the eight characters that they will be included on the base game um standees and their cards you're gonna have four aliens standees on the ritual version Four aliens minis in the deluxe version which they will be representing basically a powerful alien with the strength of four then a not so powerful or kind of like yes give it or take with the three And then two and then one. Uh, And then you're going to get a bunch of cards. You're going to get roll cards. You're going to get action cards. You're going to get location cards. uh, Weapon cards. Item cards. Uh, You're going to get a bunch of tokens. Like the lab tokens. That they're of course used for the laboratory back. You're going to get the dog infection tokens for the contagion back. You're going to get the damage encounters. And then the power failure token. Which that could be kind of like an ending game towards ish And then you're going to get. The fire tokens and the alien tokens, and once again, if you get the deluxe version or if you get the deluxe version, they will be poker chips. Which I have to say, they are great. <laughs> they feel great on the hands, and they feel great on the table as well. What are we gonna doing about this in the thing? Well, the app, to begin with, to begin with, it has two different modes to play. Well, three different actually. You can play it like the game is meant to be, meaning competitive, and from that you can play it from three all the way to eight players. That's one way to do it. The other way to do it is cooperative. And the other way, since you can play a cooperative mode, is the solo mode. I'm going to give you the whole idea of the game. Of course, without focusing too much on how to play. Because for that, there's some amazing videos out there that they will walk you through what you can do in every turn. But basically, it reminds me a lot of Dead of Winter in a way. Because if you're playing with the competitive uh, way, the premise of the movie right, is that there's an alien there. On, on this uh, Antarctica base, let's call it, right, on this very cold base. And these people, that they are there, they realize that, that something is going on, and they're trying to catch, they're trying to call for help on the command center, in they brain in that way, uh, you know, a, a, a helicopter can arrive to that place and save them, basically. The problem is that this alien or, or this thing, right, because we don't know what it is, is basically contaminating some of the characters and they're like kind of like transforming into kind of like monsters if you want to think about it. And they can, you know, be attacking other players and so on and so forth. So at the beginning of the game during the setup, if we're playing the competitive mode, we're going to have some roll cards that we're going to shuffle and we're going to give to each player. And of course, by the uh, being predetermined by the setup, uh, you know, two players can be the thing, right? Or one player can be the thing or it just depends on how you want to play it kind of like a dead on winter when dead of winter when kind of you know the idea and then on your turn well you're going to be moving your character from each location to each location and as you go to different locations you can play uh you can give action cards to the leader secretly right and then the leader for that turn is going to shuffle the cards and then he's going to be you know getting cards from that deck that he's getting from all the characters and basically he decides what to do with each character in each room that we send or that you went to that room if you send someone there. And then he's going to be giving those cards for that to do a particular action, right? So that kind of gives you the suspicious if someone is the leader, if he start to he or she start to sabotage things, well, you can start to be suspicious. Like, well, hold on a minute. If this person in, on her or his turn was the leader and he's applying the cards uh, to do actions that probably don't make sense, or actions that don't help too much, well, you know, that's when this is pitching can happen, the thing is that when everybody gives their card to the leader for that turn, once again, before he or she started revealing, we're going to shuffle, so at the end, uh, before this happen, no one knows which cards everyone give if that makes sense, because you can also give like sabotage cards, or things like that, that can really mess up with the game, and at that point, well, everybody knows that there's a thing over there, right, so uh, around the room so that's one way of the that the game can push you through to have that very um, unique way of like okay kind of like a social deduction way in a game but also that kind of suspicious like okay who do we think is the thing because basically he or she is trying to sabotage the whole thing right um, th- we can die we can die all altogether in many ways one of course if the thing uh, achieves their their goal uh, which is basically killing all of the characters. The other thing is that we're gonna have a track on the uh, by the helicopter when we call when we go to our room and call for a rescue, uh, the helicopter will start to advance in a track, but also a fuel token will start to advance in a track because every turn the helicopter is gonna be advancing potentially, but also the fuel is going to keep advancing. Then once the helicopter lands on the base, of course we have to decide you know who is gonna get on board of the helicopter and if we take too long, the gas is going to exhaust, be exhausted and the helicopter won't be any good now. So we can lose the game that way. The other thing is that there's a helicopter uh, on the base that we can repair, but it's very hard. There's also, I don't remember what it's called, but there's a, like a plumbing car kind of, um, and it's called, it's called the shed, right? So these like uh, snowing vehicles, we can try to fix it too and put some gas there and we can try to escape there, but it's also... Kind of like it. I think it's a little bit more easier than the helicopter, but still is like not easy. So ideally, the best way or the more makes sense way would be call for help, survive, try to identify who is the thing if someone is the thing and then get out because the other nice part on the game is that at the end of the round just like many other games you have to eat and if you don't eat well then the in this case for the game the the penalization is that the number of the number of actions get reduced uh how do we eat well someone has to go to the kitchen and attempt to you know get the hopefully the action guided by the leader uh, to be successful and then you know get some food from the pantry and in that way We can all eat spam at the end of the day. Um, But the problem is that if you fail that action, well, there's no spam from the pantry. So, that's it. Also, there's only limited spam on the pantry. So, when it goes out, boom, it's out. So, we just starve. Uh, Another way that things can go south is that, um, you know, if... By rolling events on the on the weather die, which that will happen at the beginning of each turn, it could be a you know sunny day, cloudy day, or snowing day. And I think as weather keeps getting worse and things starts to happen, we can run out of, of, of gas on basically on the boiling room. Uh, and if that happened, well then we're gonna get a car that we're gonna place on top of the boiling room. And now every turn, uh, with the weather die, which we roll at the beginning of each turn, we can start to froze to death. Uh, so that's another way that can happen. There's also another room, the energy room. That if that one gets exhausted, well then there's no energy on the complex, and we don't have light thematically. So there's no no light, right? So everything it's in darkness. There are some characters that they can carry a flesh, uh, flashlight and stuff, but it's it's also kind of hard. But anyway if if we are able to keep the power on or the energy on in the building, well, that would be great, but just know that it can go out. So thematically, it attached with the movie very well. Um, and many things can happen for you to lose and only a few things for you to win. And that's basically it. You know, every round, once again, we roll the weather die. We see what happened. Hopefully it's sunny all the time, but it can be cloudy or snowing, which it can make the things very complicated. Then we move our characters to different location. We give an action card to the leader uh, and leader for that round. Uh, that literally shuffles the cards, then reveals the cards, and start to assign actions to different players. There are some cool locations like the laboratory. Uh, if the, if a character is there, uh, they draw um, a token from the laboratory back. and if they if if that token uh, it's a green one, basically that helps for when everything everybody gets at the end of the round together on the lounge again, just to conversate about what happened during their thematically day, right on the on the base. Well, that person that has that. Token can run a blood test on a card character of their cho- of their choice, and that in that way we can see. Okay, we can start to identify who is who, right? Because if we run a te- if I run a test on you, you reveal your uh, role card, and if you happen to be the thing, now we know you're a thing. Uh, if you're a human, well, you're good um There's another other ways that if you have the flame tower, which is a very cool weapon, because if you go to different locations, you can find items and weapons. With the flame tower, you can also kind of like run a test. If you get the flame tower and the wire, which basically thematically will be like someone kind of intimidating someone else and be like, "Hey, tell me who you are." So then you reveal your role card in the same way. If you're the you're the human, cool. If you're the alien, well, or the thing, better say. Well, now we know that you're the thing. So there's many ways that during the game we can start to catch those roles. And I'm putting emphasis on this again because remember when I told you about the helicopter that you wait on the base and you call for it and then it arrives and all the stuff? Well, at, as we are approaching the end of the game, we start to hop into the helicopter, right? But at some point we can vote on, on letting someone not get into the helicopter and just stay in the base. Why we will want to do that, as you can imagine, well, it's because we we'll probably have our high suspicions that that player is the thing if we haven't found it yet by this point. So you you have the right to say like, okay, I'm going to the helicopter, but I don't want this. I don't want Derek to come into the helicopter because I believe he is the thing. So that's the other uh, very uh, thematic and tense ge- uh, part of the game that can happen. Uh, because the problem is that if, let's say, Derek and, and, and you and, you know, another friend, we hop into the helicopter and then one of us is a thing, well, as you can imagine, and now it's giving me vibes of Nemesis, <laughs> you lose the game. So there's many ways that you can lose and only a few that you can win. Um, that's as far as the competitive uh, mode, kind of like an overview. If we go into the cooperative mode, which is a one, two, three, It plays similar. The only thing is that you disregard the cards, the action cards, and everything is determined by more randomness way or a more lucky way, which you can guess is by rolling dice. So you get three dice, and you're going to be moving your... You know, if you're playing cooperative, well, we're going to be dividing characters between the three of us, or if you're playing two players, dividing characters at the same time. And we're going to be sending them to different locations. And then we roll the die, and depending on the results that we get, either sabotage or... You know, or, or a success, we can start to determine it, who do we assign those dice or start to start to trigger the room actions. Uh, and so on and so forth until we find the thing. I forgot to mention something that is very important of the game because once again I'm I'm focusing more on the idea. But there is this track of the suspicious track where also as we are you know, doing certain things during the game, like being two characters together in a room or something like that, our suspicious is going to start to increase. And every round, at the end of the round, the alien token on the um, uh, suspicious track is going to start to decrease. So at some point in the game, that alien token is going to encounter with some suspicious tokens. And at that point, uh, the alien is going to get strength and basically can infect, in a way, that player. And then that player also becomes the thing in a way. So, um, and then you have encounters with aliens and things like that. Um, You know that if you're playing competitive, one player or whoever is the thing is going to be manipulating those encounters. If you're playing cooperative, it has a different mechanic, which it was the one that it took me a little bit of a while to grasp because you reveal locations and... And then you assign different tokens according to the alien strength or the thing strength and you place them around the board and it starts to sabotage locations and things like that. It's not so much a game where you're going to be fighting the thing by any means. It's more about how the thing is going to be sabotaging the rooms in that way the situations can go worse for the crew and we lose the game basically that's if you play cooperative if you play solo as you can imagine you're going to use six characters and this goes as well for the for the cooperative mode and at the beginning at the beginning of the game you're going to shuffle cards and you're going to assign uh p- players uh you know uh roll cards and it could be that everyone is a human or there could be that there's a thing between the crew same thing right as you keep going and you're doing things you don't know who is who is each character but as you go to the lab and do different actions as you gather in rooms you can probably start to run tests and try to identify who is who once the alien gets exposed or the thing gets exposed either by the suspicious track or by identifying someone roles uh, then you can start to have those aliens encounters And the same thing in order to win the game uh, we want to make sure that the uh, the thing or the alien doesn't kill uh, everyone and try to escape on the helicopter. And that's basically it. Once again if you have seen the movie. Probably at this point you realize that it's very thematic. By getting froze to death. The, the power going out. uh, Not too much fighting with the alien. And it's more about the tense and the suspicion of who, who has been infected. Uh, There's also the dog tokens or the dog miniatures. That they're going to be uh, roaming around the base. And every time that you are with a dog. You know they're basically are uh, you know a little bit defensive towards you because they don't know if, if you're infected or not they can smell probably if you're infected so at that point you're going to be drawing tokens from from a bag and if you draw one of the f- infectious tokens well then they have to reveal yourself and in a way thematically the dog is smelling you you know that he the dog recognizes that it's not you that it's someone else inside your body so in that way it has a very cool thematic things that attach the game closely to the movie now what do I think about the game? And now we're going to go with my impressions. Here is the thing, and here is one. I'm going to start with, with some of the problems that I encounter uh, with the thing. One of the problems that I encounter, it's the rulebook mainly for cooperative and solo mode. I think the rulebook gives you the idea. And sorry, you probably hear my ring right now. I see it as probably someone outside the door. Hopefully, it's a Kickstarter. That's cool. You get to be live here in my gaming room. Anyway, <laughs> so... One of the things that, that you know, in the rulebook is that I feel like the idea is here and the basics of the game are here. The problem is that as many kickstarters, it feels like they left they left a bunch of stuff out, right? So there's a lot of rules that you will be asking, like, hold on, how do I do this? How do I do this? What happened if this? What happened if that? Especially once again in the cooperative and solo mode. And then... You know, you have to go to BGG or different forums and try to find out the answer because the answer is not here. Now, I have to say that designers have been very, uh, uh, you know, involved and engaged on different forums, and they're usually answering to the to everyone's questions. Uh, but even in the solo and cooperative mode, just going by the setup, it's very confusing, and I feel like they left a lot of things out. Actually. I ended up downloading a PDF <laughs> and printed out of the setup from BGG for solo and cooperative, just to, you know, kind of understand how everything was working because they, I feel like they left a bunch of stuff out. Also, the encounter, uh, the alien encounter uh, phase on the cooperative mode and the solo, it's kind of like it took me a little way a little while to grasp, and I watched some videos and. And, and read online and things like that in order for me like to understand like, oh okay, okay, this is how it works because once again we I think it's because we are so used to uh, for these games to try to have combat and, and try to you know uh, you know fight the fight the aliens and things like that which in this game it doesn't happen too much and it's more about trying to avoid the sabotage of everything that that's why it took me a little a little bit to grasp. Uh, the components on the game, I think they're great. I think that the, the math is great. I think that the design and the art on the on the game board it's great. Uh, for the stands for this game I think they work fine and work very good. If you're gonna get the minis, um, if you're gonna paint the character minis, I mean they will look fabulous on the table. If here's the thing with the minis though, you have some minis as well for the aliens and the big alien which is the 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 more the most powerful or the thing. That one is also going to go on the suspicious track. And I have seen that if you place the mini, it doesn't fit very well on the space on the suspicious track versus if you use the standy. So I feel like for this game, for some reason, the standees are probably slightly better than the minis. And they probably did it on the deluxe version, the Kickstarter version, more from the marketing way of like, okay, let's give them minis, I think, right? But, and believe me, I'm a, I'm a miniature fan, the problem is that I think, like for this game, the standees work great. Now, the cardboard versus the poker chip tokens for the alien encounters, I think those are fantastic. And I think if you can get <laughs> the poker chips, you definitely do it. Uh, so the art, on, the art on the, on the characters are great. It's very a uh, 3D-ish character. Uh, it's definitely the characters from the movie their abilities are thematic to the each character like some characters are better in going at the kitchen and trying to get some food some there's a character that is better for by going to the laboratory and pretty much getting more tokens or trying to get more successful on on lab tokens to run the test there's a guy that is better at, at searching through the armory and try to get more weapon that basically those weapons will allow him to prevent encounters and things like that uh there's characters that well is for the item to go to the storage and look for items there's characters that allow they're better at fixing things even if things start to go south they can go to different rooms and try to put gas there or fix it if, if it got damaged um so it's very thematic there's a character that has a flashlight like i mentioned that even if the power goes down i mean he kind of negates the penal, penalizations from not from being in the dark basically so it's very thematic on that way, um, you know. I think I, I I'm I'm focusing a little bit more in the cooperative and 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 the solo mode overall because that's what I what I played, right? Um, I understood the rules on the competitive mode and, and 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 I got the feeling of it by kind of like you know seeing how it goes. But I I didn't I didn't get the opportunity to have a full playthrough on the competitive mode. I tried just a couple of rounds just to just to get the vibe. I feel like this game, if you like the the theme, right, coming once again from the thing from John Carpenter, is a good solo and cooperative. Um, I don't love the, the, the... I'm not a huge fan of the film by any means. I like the film a lot and I enjoyed it. Um, you know, and it's one of the films that I can watch again if someone hasn't watched it or or if I want to show it to someone else or if there's nothing going on and once again we are in the fall Well, and I want to see something like kind of creepy and tense. Well, I mean, the thing is probably... One of that is going to be, of course, in my in my uh, dossier of options, I guess, if you want to call it. Uh, but um, you know, I feel like I mean, even for me, that once again, I'm not a fan of the theme. I really enjoy the solo and cooperative mode. I just wish that the the rules could be more complete. But once again, it's understandable being a Kickstarter. It's understandable in a way that it's common that this to happen. It's not okay for this to happen, but it's very common for this to happen and once again on the bright side well the designers have been very involved uh you know in in the in the forums um i think of this game that once again that if you only play solo games and you are appealed to this uh theme well definitely it's a game that you want to check out and, and probably ended up having in your collection there's another game that it was published by the op or usaopoly or the op uh which is called a thing as well and it's also a social kind of not a social deduction but like hidden role um, game, I, I think between two of, two of them, I think I will incline myself a little bit more for this one, because, not only because it has a solo and cooperative mode, but this one feels more thematic, more thematically attached to the film, now, the Norwegian expansion, it includes basically the characters from that movie, which was the Norwegian expansion, the Norwegian, I'm sorry, um, the thing, the Norwegian, what was it, the experiment, I think it was called, um, anyway, that one it's more attached to that movie as well and it will provide you with the characters for that film in that way the Norwegian Outputs that's what it's called um in that way you can play you know with the characters it's going to have another game board it's going to have an extension game board and it's going to be following the events now the Norwegian Outputs expansion it's a four to eight players okay so just keep that in mind uh, you know and once again, everything evolves around the UFO and the alien, and it has the characters from that movie. Once again, the Norwegian outpost—you cannot trust anyone with the thing. The board game. Um, what else? What else on that game? I like. I don't. I didn't enjoy the art on the items and the weapons and all the stuff. I think like the symbology also on those cards was a little bit confusing. Dice quality, I think it's cool. I really like the mechanic of the weather die, which you know as this is not like the discovery or anything like that but it's i like when those when games cooperative games have that thing where okay let's roll die. kind of like robinson Crusoe, right like let's roll the weather die and oh man this is gonna be bad this is gonna be bad oh hopefully yeah we roll the sun and when we get the sunny day well the helicopter is faster so he still doesn't waste too much gas so we're fine and you know, things don't go too bad on, on that aspect on the game because we're dealing already with a lot just by trying to identify who is the bad guy on the game. So I really like the weather condition. I like the thematic of the of some rooms. Once again, once they get exhausted, we, we lost energy, we lost power, we lost heat, and then we can froze to death. I think that's very cool as well. I like the mechanics of trying to run tests on different people, you know, and trying to find what is each character as far as human or alien. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, you know, and, 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 and there's that. I mean, I don't have too many bad things to say about the game other than what it really hurts for the game is the rules. I was really surprised on this one because um, this was a Kickstarter. It wasn't on my radar, to be honest, when it hit Kickstarter. It was more during the, the Gen Con Then I was provided with a review copy. I played it just to, you know, let's see. I mean, uh, without any expectation. And I was very surprised in, in, a, in a good way. So I recommend this one for sure. I mean, if you... I, I'm going to recommend it with the bias of the solo or cooperative mode. Because once again, I cannot give you an input as far as if I recommend it uh, for the competitive mode. For this, But for the solo and cooperative, I do recommend it. Once again, if it's cooperative, it will have to be three or less players. Um, and between those two, I think it's gonna work a little bit better solo. If you ask me, Derek, would you recommend it for cooperative versus solo? I think solo. This one is—it's a good solo game uh, for the theme, and, and it has good atmosphere, it has good tension, and it's all about survival. That's it. That is all of our survivors. So there you go. My rating for the thing going from zero to five, where five—it's le- an excellent and a zero it's a game that i hated it basically um i think i will give to the thing once again for the solo mode for the solo mode a solid four i think it's a game that i recommend i think it's a game that i will be playing you know as 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 we get the winter times here in indianapolis indiana and it gets a little bit more coldish and there's a an snow outside and everything i might try it you know. Also with competitive mode and with some friends and see how it goes. Maybe it's fantastic, and at that point I also will tell you. But yeah, right now for solo mode, I will give it at solid four. Uh, Before I turn the page to uh, to the other game, I want to tell you that there's an upcoming Kickstarter. Uh, hitting on the 18th of October on Gamefound. Well, sorry, I mentioned Kickstarter. Another crowd a crowdfunding campaign uh, from um, uh, Pendragon Game Studios, and it's gonna hit Gamefound on October 18th. And it's Escape from New York, which is uh, a game that is designed by Kevin Wilson, which of course he's one of the greatest designers like out out there for for cooperative games. Um, he has a very they ha- he has very good systems like you know the IDW the Ninja Trolls system is great. Anyway, Kevin Wilson, uh, Escape from New York, based on the movie of course, Escape from New York is gonna hit Kickstarter on October 18th, and I cannot wait to follow that crowdfunding campaign. And just for you to you know keep it on your radar, and, and which what I'm telling you of the thing, or if you had a chance to play the thing, and if you liked it, well then. Keep in mind this one, that it will be hitting uh, the crowdfunding campaign very, very soon. So that was it. That was About the Thing, once again, by Pendragon Game Studios and distributed by R.S. Games. As we move forward, and actually, I'm not using my um, traditional microphone for this episode. I'm actually recording straight from the recorder device, and in that way, it's allowing me to walk to walk through my game room and basically, you know, as I'm, as I'm walking here, I'm going to mention some titles that I have here. I see the Teenage Mutant Ninja Trolls, The Change is Constant with the whole collection of Batman, the animated series. I have the collection of Villainous. That's those ones. My, my wife really enjoys them. Calico, Flourish, Oceans with the solo mode, which I talked about the solo mode recently on the Solo BG podcast in Spanish. There's a solo mode hitting Kickstarter soon. It's great. Um, if you like the Oceans game, Engine Builder, well, with this solo mode, it combines uh, a, a big your own score, but also win or lose condition, uh, and basically you're, you're um, uh, fighting against the shark and um, and a whale, and they're drawing tokens that basically are making the things harder. You're doing the turn the same, and then if you get the, uh, a certain amount of points, you first, first of all hit the win or lose condition, and then after all, it's more like a beating your own score as the category that you are uh pretty pretty cool uh ocean solo mode once again is coming soon to kickstarter so stay tuned for that one space invaders the stop the invasion i haven't tried that one it's in my library equinox the goonies the escape that's the kind of like escape room each kind of game wormholes a new release from AEG. caesar's empire batman rising thanos rising star wars dark side rising what else do i have for him in my library clouds prior uh too many bones bone fire uh creature comforts uh king domino origin the uh, origins unsettled the game tiny epic alliance. well tiny again (laughs) epic alliance disney sorcerers arena epic alliances um you know what else do i have here i have black orchestra which i talked in the past lizard wizard uprising Thunderstone quest the godfather on bloodborne uh, lord of the rings middle earth cthulhu monster slaughter mage knight the ultimate edition pulsar 2849 uh, we also have the spiel spirit island rocket men rise of tribes i'm giving you a tour to my to my game room in terracotta army um we have tainted grail great wall nemesis etherfields dead reckoning north guard arnak clank all the legendaries that you can imagine our hour of need undaunted switch and signal uh, all the pandemics, Gutenberg, Rallyman GT, Furnace, uh, Hippocrates, uh, Viticulture, Lorenzo, Dead of Winter, Eldritch, Harkham Horror, One Fighter Die, Australia, Robin Hood and the Merry Man, Destiny Beyond the Sun, Mutants, This War of Mine, Boy, <laughs> we can be talking about my game room here as as I approach the other game that I'm gonna talk to you about. I'm gonna talk to you about Planet Unknown. Planet Unknown. That this one I went blindly, blindly on Jencon before before i keep going and tell you more about planet unknown let me tell you the stats and the current situation on bgg or BoardGameGeek. geek planet unknown was released on 2022 again overall the rank overall it's 731 strategy 358 8.0 is the rating over there uh one to six players best 62 um Well, best with four, which uh, I kind of like... Well, I will tell you my thoughts on this one. 60 to 80 minutes. uh, Weight complexity is a medium-like 2.2 out of 5. uh, uh, Sorry, recommended for 10 euro plus. Language dependence, um, a little bit. Uh, Game type was a strategy game. And, of course, the game is uh, designed by Ryan Lambert and Adam uh, Robert. The artist is Yoma. And the publisher is Adam's Apple Games. So this game, the publisher in Spanish, by the way, is Maldito Games. Um, this game, I was on GenCon, and, you know, with my friend Ruben, which he does the Spanish podcast with me. And we're, first day, we uh, just pick it up, Terecora Army, and we're still like, you know, trying to find the map and the list and where we're going and all the excitement. And then he tells me, Derek, I'm going to go and buy a Turing, turing machine so there's a huge line for that one. So go to Adam Sapple booth and pick up two copies of Planet Unknown. And I was like, why two copies? I mean, you want the game? He's like, yeah, I want the game, but you need to get it too. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, it's a more than a $100 game. And he's like, dude, it's the it's deluxe edition and you, get, you, you want to get it. You're going to like it. And I'm like, are you sure? Yeah, go it. And I was like, well, I have bought many things blindly before, so whatever. <laughs> so I went over there and I got the two copies of Planet Unknown. And I will tell you in a little bit if I regret or not. What are what is going on with planet unknown? Where our planet has run out of resources and we are forced to move. We have discovered a series of planets and sent our robbers. To test their environment with the hope of colonization. Our rovers have confirmed 1 to 6 viable colonization options. Planet Unknown is a competitive game for 1 to 6 players in which each player attempts to develop the best planet. Each round, each player places one of polyomino-shaped dual resource tiles on their planet. Each resource represents the infrastructure needed to support life on the planet. Uh, and every tile placement is important to cover your planet efficiently and also to build up your planet's engine. After placing the tiles, players do two action associated with two infrastructure types on the tiles. Some tile placements trigger meteors that make all planets harder to develop and prevent them from scoring points in the meteor's row and column. Uh, you know, and that's basically the description from the publisher and i will tell you my thoughts okay so planet unknown big 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 box huge box more than 12 inch so it if it fits on your calyx it's going to be one of those that is take the space of two games i will say but anyway big box big box and a lot on it so as soon as you open the box of course you're going to get the rule book and if you're going to get mats for every player they're double-sided in case you want to do uh, have some symmetry Uh, between the players especially for the first couple of games and then you can flip them in some uh, asymmetric uh, ways as well if you flip them over there's 12 different planets that you can choose from which once again trying to keep in mind that for easy games or first games you want to keep the same ones okay you're going to get a bunch of polyomino tiles some cards as well what are we going to be doing on planet unknown basically for the setup which it will be pretty easy but it's also Something that I'm a little bit mixed feelings here, and I will tell you a little bit why. Um, you're gonna play, p- place the tray of polyominos in the middle of the table, and it's a round tray. If you got the deluxe version, that you can turn, and then you know, in that way, polyomino tiles or different sectors from the polyomino tiles will be facing each player uh, each turn accordingly. You're gonna select your planets, you're gonna place them in front of you, and then you're gonna have some goals cards that you're going to get two gold cards and you're going to place one on your left one in on your right the gold card on your left well that will you will be competing with the player on your left and the one on your right you're going to be competing on the player on your right you're also going to have some track of technology um you know science um tracks victory point track things like that it's like four or five different tracks that you're going to have on your board as well and as you go on your turn well now it's where things are going to get very fun and interesting. You're going to you know, round that tray <laughs> as you can. And you're going to get a polyomino tile. You know, different shapes. And then your mats are also going to be predeterminated with some spaces. Some rectangular spaces uh, or squares. In that way you can place your polyomino there. Now your planets are also... It could be that if we're playing the first couple of games. And it's a planet with uh, symmetry. Which is balanced with water. If you grab a tile with water and you placing it covered at a space with water well then you you will you were advanced on the water track and you will get victory points as you go up uh, on that track as well Uh, and that's it now if you place one of the uh, one of the tiles that has the meteor on it you're going to place the meteor in 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 your planet now and that meteor is going to prevent you for scoring points at the end of the game why because every planet is going to be determined by row and column. so only you're going to score the columns or rows that are completely filled on your planet and they will going to be giving you victory points at the end of the game uh, also there's tiles that they're going to let you advance on technology and other tiles that they will let you advance with the rover so when you place one with the rover well you're going to advance that track and at some point if you hit the rover symbol you're going to bring one rover into your um, board and then as you keep playing those tiles it's going to allow you to move those rovers around the planet in that way you can go and pick up uh, pick up those um, those meteors on well, the deluxe edition which is the one that i have it comes with rover minis and with meteor minis which they're pretty 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 cool pretty fantastic uh, and and that's it you're going to be uh, you know on your turn doing those things now the catch is that when you select and sector on that tray uh to choose your polyomino from the problem is that the other players of course a sector is facing them and they have to pick up a polyomino from that sector as well and place it on their planet so that's when you can kind of like strategize in a way that okay let me flip it in a way that probably i will put them in trouble but i get the polyomino that i want in that way i can place it on my planet so that's that's something that is unique on the game and i will tell you my feelings in a little bit um And that's it. Then the next player turning, you go so on and so forth until it comes back to you. Uh, Another thing to consider is that, uh, you know, in the technology, I think there are the the technology track. As you keep going, then you're going to be able to get cards that also can give you more points towards the end of the game. At the end of the game, you're going to get cards according to the basis that you were able to get into your board because you're going to get bases from the planet onto your board by basically placing tiles there and going with the rover uh you also by cleaning meteorites you're going to you know be able to score that full columns and rows the game will end as soon as one of the planets is fulfilled or as soon as one of the planets one of the players cannot place a polyomino tile uh you're also going to get uh points from the tracks that you went all the way up they will give you points or the tracks that you know some tracks they're going to have marker victory points and you can see where where you add towards the end of the game uh, also you're going to get once again from your goals that you started with to the player with the left and right you're going to compete for that for those ones is the winner going to get those points and for the different cards that you were gearing during the game uh, if you play solo you have a deck of events that is basically going to be determining things that is going to be happening during the turn. And you're going to be doing your turn completely the same. And you're going to be trying to fill out your planet and get some amazing points. And that's it. That's basically the whole concept of the game. Now, this was a short kind of like overview of the game. Not like, not like the thing. Just because it is very easy. That's it. I mean, there's, there's not too much on it other than the premise of the concept that it's easy to teach the strategy and now we're jumping more more in my thoughts the strategy that involves in the game it's what makes it unique and great i will tell you right now this game is fantastic this game i love it this game i highly recommend it now i'm talking about the deluxe version i have no idea how the retail version comes all i know is that it doesn't come with those pre-washed miniatures that you get for the meteorites and robbers and, and the bases. And also, you don't get the tray, which is the, the round tray that you're flipping on, on, on the table, basically, or rotating on the table, which I think it makes things way more cool and way more easy. I have never seen a tray like this on a board game, and, and this is... It blew my mind. Uh, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of polyomino games or tile placement games. Um... I like some of them, but I'm not a huge fan. And this one, I was very, 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 very surprised on how much I liked and enjoyed the game. Um, components are top-notch. They are great. Uh, you know, they they sell their neoprene mats on the Kickstarter version. Uh, I think they will include you the, the 12 neoprene mats for the, for, the, for the planets. It's cool if you have them. At the same time, if you don't, that's okay too because... There's one thing, only one thing that I don't like about this game, and it's the storage, because once you, on the deluxe edition I'm talking, once you have everything on, and you have everything assembled in the tray, well, the box does is not gonna close all the way, and that's something that I'm always like mm, a little bit, you know, with mixed feelings. The same tapping, the same happens with the Great Wall. From awakened rooms, like that's the other example. Right? Like the box doesn't close all the way after you have everything assembled, so that's a little bit frustrating for me. And also that there's nothing that you can do that if you storage that box in a vertical way, um, that is not gonna make the tiles fail from the from the tray basically because the tray doesn't include any cover. I would love if they would include a cover for the tray in that way. No matter how you storage the game it will be okay that's one thing that those are my two things that i like a little bit picky and i don't like from the game other than that the art is great components are great i was talking about the neoprene mats uh if you buy them they won't fit on the box they won't because the box won't if if it doesn't close right now it will it will close less you know so uh, if you get them that's cool i don't think i need them because the art and the quality on, on on the on the mats that you get from the cardboard mats which they're like paper slash cardboard it's good enough but i mean the neoprene mats of course is cool and we always like neoprene mats and the feeling of a neoprene mat but then the storage is the problem right and that's the other conundrum but anyway that's the only thing that i can that i can say bad from this game it's it's a great game i love that it plays super fast three players it took us like and the first, it was the first playthrough. It took us like probably an hour, an hour and twenty at most. Then I I played it solo, and it was like poof, um, twenty five minutes at most. 30 minutes uh you know if you play two players will be also 40 minutes i mean it's a it's a short game because it's very easy to teach and that's what i liked. it's easy to teach it's easy to get into now as the game keeps going and you have to make more decisions because spaces starts to get reduced that's where the game really shines because the tension and the strategy gets there that's the coolest part for me i really like you know, the goals that you get at the beginning of the game because that helps for the interaction with your left and right player. On the other hand, this is a game that if you play four players, it's going to feel a little bit, and this is just the nature of the game because I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how you can fix it, but it's just the nature of the game that you might feel disconnected with some players because, once again, you're worrying with your player on your left and your right. I mean, the only thing that the, the other player can kind of like measure around and interact with you is how they rotate the, the trade and basically position it in front of them, which in my ended up forcing you to grab tiles that you don't want right now, or that you don't need, or they're going to screw you up. But other than that, I mean, the, the, the interaction will be with the left and the right. That's why I think that the best number for this uh, game will be three, because three, basically, you're doing that triangulation of interaction where everyone is involved, especially with, especially with those goals that, that you're, you're giving at the beginning of the game. I mean, but honestly one player two player three player four player it's it's great i mean i don't see anything wrong with this game besides what i just mentioned the little things that are not wrong it's just i wish it could be a little bit better uh, and because of that, I'm forced to give this game a 5 out of 5. It's a 5 out of 5 for me. It's a game that is going to be on those lists of favorite games ever. You know, it's going to be a- along with Scythe and along with Nemesis and things like that. Of course, I'm not comparing one with the other ones because it's a very different category. It's a diff- different um, mechanism, uh, different uh, ways of doing things, different games totally. But it's it's it has become one of my favorite games because it's great. I just think it's great. And I cannot recommend it enough. The sad part is that I don't know how hard, which I heard is very hard, to get the deluxe edition. And that's where it's going to be a little bit hard for me to recommend the retail version. Because I don't know anything about the retail version. Uh, do I recommend the deluxe version? hundred percent. A hundred percent. And believe me, once again, I'm, I wasn't a huge fan of poly... I'm not a huge fan of polyominos. I'm fan of this game, but I'm not a huge fan of polyominos or tile placement. Uh, and i still i'm giving it a five out of five you know and and i went blindly like i do many times but was a huge positive big surprise and i highly recommend it planet unknown check it out hopefully you get a chance to play it and if the crowdfunding comes soon i mean i will definitely encourage you (laughs) to follow that crowdfunding and and backing it and you know i was once again lucky enough that i was able to get it on gen con i don't know if they're gonna be if they're gonna be a spiel essen or essen um, I don't know if they're going to be there, but if they are, if you happen to be around there, definitely, definitely snag a copy because, um, definitely worth it. And once again, this is Planet Unknown by Adams Apples Games. Okay. So the other game that I want to talk to you about, it's Intrepid. Intrepid, another big, big box game. Once again, this is the one that I got the review prize, the reviewer prize. Uh, it was a Kickstarter too that I kind of like, I follow it, remember, in the campaign, but I ended up not backing it anyway let me give you the credits uh 7.3 on bgg i was released in 2021 rank overall 3677 strategy is placed on 1469 uh one to four players uh the community says that it's best at four six to 90 minutes with a uh, medium weight complexity 3.3 out of five uh age uh, 13 year plus some people think that 12 year plus can do it um Language dependence, I would say moderate, not too much. It's more like a rolling dice game, and we'll see where we allocate them. Um, and and the credits go for uh, Jeff Beck. Uh, he is the designer. Jeff Krauss, also the designer. Uh, I hope I pronounced it correctly. Watch My Doran is the artist, and he's published by Uproarious Games. Um, graphic designer is Heiko Goddard, and um, the editor is Jonathan Bobble. Uh, What else do we have here? What are we going to be doing on Intrepid, you may think? Well, Intrepid is a game about surviving 220 miles above the Earth aboard the International Space Station. Players take the role of astronauts from a a variety of nations, bringing their unique technology to bear. Players must work together to generate enough life-sustaining resources each round, all while working to resolve the disaster they are facing intrepid is a strategic and highly asymmetric cooperative game for one to four players that takes between 60 to 80 minutes to play with a variety of nations and disaster scenarios each which play each which will play differently uh, and every game will be completely unique this is according to the publisher well this is a big 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 box and the first thing when you open this box is of course the rule book but not only that you get beautiful 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 trays which is for each nation, right? So you have United States, you have China, you have Italy, you have um, Russia, you have many nations. If you got the expansions, you get two more. Brazil is there as well. So anyway, uh, you're going to get the, the astronaut uh, card. You're going to get some cubes for, for keeping track of things. And also you're going to get a bunch of dice. Then you're going to have the main board uh, where, um, you know, it's going to have different spaces for squares or tiles that you're going to start with. And also for tiles that you can get as the game progress and you advance the level of, of, of I guess efficiency on the ship that you or, or the station where you are more than anything. Um and then we're gonna have different boards, different boards that they're gonna be help, helping us keep track of our oxygen, our food, our energy, and so on and so forth. All right, these boards are gonna have diff- they're gonna have like a, a very nice and unique way to do it, but they're gonna have like a like a track, like a round track that you're gonna be adjusting. And as you adjust that track, the numbers on that board are gonna be changing, either increasing or decreasing. Uh, for example, when you start the game, let's say you start with minus three being the bottom left number, and the counter will be there. Well, if you for some reason you uh, manipulate that track. Well now instead of beginning from minus three being that number, now it could be minus four minus five minus six and so on and so forth and that's a way that you can keep track of the different stats in order to survive uh, you know each round you also gonna have a deck of event cards that they're gonna be triggering certain things and achieving uh, giving you different missions that you have to achieve in order to advance around How do you win the game by succeeding in every mission how do you lose the game? Well, if at some point one of those tracks, like the oxygen, food, energy, it's some negative numbers that basically cause, um, figure out like an explosion on the station and that's it. You lose the game. The idea of the game, it's uh, very simple, just like the previous one. Um, a little, not that simple, but the idea is it's simple and then how it evolves is where it changes a little bit. But basically, you're going to start with a certain amount of, of, of dice, depending on the country that you choose. You're going to have on your country also, you're going to be tracking the amount of dice with a the, with the little cube that you're going to be rolling each round. So as you get better, um, you know, and you survive and you inc- do, uh, you are increasing those tracks that I told you in those words, you're going to get more, let's call it like resources to use during at the end of your round. In that way you can move that track and you potentially can get more dice to roll next time. Also, there's a general track that is basically tracking at the ship level or the team level. And as, we are, as, and as we're as we moving forward on that one, we can also get more tiles for Tier 1, Tier 2, Tier 3, and that way we can add them to our consoles, and that way we can do more action. So each tile is going to have a spaces for one or two dice where you're going to be allocating them. So at the beginning of each round, you're going to roll your die, and you're going to get different symbols, different numbers, going, of course, there are these 6 dice. Um, and at that point, you're going to be allocating them. And once again, some locations, some tiles are going to be like, okay, I don't know, I'm just making things up. Like the energy, Um, the energy supply so if you put a d6 there i'm sorry a a dice with the six you can increase the oxygen by two or by that number now it's going to be some other requirements on the other different tiles that they're going to give you more rewards or better rewards, but they might ask you, like, okay, you play you need to place two twos here or two threes or same number or different numbers. But they have to be above certain numbers. So you're gonna be allocating your dice in that way. There's gonna also gonna be on the on the center of the board uh, a place where you can place your die there in that way the other player can grab a die from the same value, but now to use under tiles in a way. Uh, it doesn't have an action order or a turn order. It's more about allocating the die, but we can go like, okay, you place that one, you get this, you improve on this uh, resource, then I place my die here, and I improve on that track, and so on and so forth. Because remember, at the end of the of the round, we want to once, uh, one, I'm sorry, to make sure that every track it's on positive numbers, it's not in negative numbers, once again, meaning mean the oxygen, food, energy, uh, or that uh that's that's one way that we don't die of course but also there's going to be the mission or the event that is going to be happening on each round and the mission is going to be requiring different uh uh, dies you know there and as the as the mission keeps going most of them you keep increasing the die number so let's say the mission is uh food starvation let's just call it right so it requires a a a die uh facing number one right so anyway you someone plays one die there with a one Then at the end of the round, you're going to lose, you know, food uh, according to the number of dice. So in this case, it's one. Well, now you lose one food, then two, then three, and so on and so forth as the the rounds keep going. And when it hits the six, then at that point you succeed with that mission and then the next one. You can be doing multiple missions at the same time because ultimately that's the goal of the game, to fulfill those missions and go through the whole uh, mission deck. And you also in that way, surviving the events deck and making sure that every track it's on positive numbers. So it has that idea of uh, you know kind of like an engineering astronaut, I guess, in a way on on the on the space station of trying to make sure that everything is balanced and our ship is has all the stable conditions and we are fixing all the um, challenges that are presenting in that way we can survive and and we can be we can be good we can be okay and that's basically the premise of the game rolling dice allocating dice uh you know making sure that we cooperate with each other if you're playing solo uh you choose two um two different uh, nations and you start to do the same you know you start to have each nation with their dice and you roll the dice and you play for the two players you can play four players uh which will be the ideal and everyone gets a tracking uh board and you know facing them basically i mean you can still help for the other ones but basically you have one facing you and and you kind of like it's better because you're in charge of that one in a way so you don't have to worry too much too much about the other ones but you still cooperate with each other with the main board um once again if you are there another thing is that each each nation has abilities different abilities that you can do Uh, if you're playing solo you're going to choose uh You're going to have the abilities available for you, and you can choose one each round, which one you're going to use for that round in the way you can still have the experience of getting basically the advantage of every ability, as if you were playing on a four-player game. Um, And that's basically the whole idea of Intrepid, big, big box uh, Kickstarter. And uh, I'm going to start with the review now. What What do I like about the game? Components. I will tell you right now. The components, the trays—they are game trays. So every everything that has game trays is great, and I love the trays. They are beautiful. Uh, you know, you have spaces for your dice, you have spaces for your nation card, you have spaces for your starting tiles, you have spaces for the cubes. Everything is fantastic with game trays, and it looks beautiful just as soon as you open the box and everything is on their place. So you can storage that box horizontally, vertical, wherever you want, and it's gonna be great uh, it's a big box so once again oc- occupying two game spaces on your calyx basically um so that I, I like the components i like the idea of the game i like the flow of the game as well um i think this game though is it's good solo but i'm gonna tell you right now i think this game is better cooperative i think this game really shine on the cooperative and I will say that probably four players is the sweet spot, three to four four is the sweet spot for this game because you are distributing the tasks more evenly and now you have more higher chances of focusing in one thing most of the game, even if you're going to be helping with the other tracks, but at least you get the opportunity to focus and have a mission for you, kind of like a delegating missions, uh, and I think that's great. Uh, once again i don't think it's bad solo <laughs> i just think it's better playing it with three or four players i really like the dice quality as well the card quality is very standard i mean i i, I leave my cards just because i feel like you know if i play it a lot they can go a little bit wasted in a way uh but i mean i'm just being it's just me being picky right i think the quality of the cards is not the best but it's not the worst either um what else on intrepid um yeah, I, I think, I think I mean, it's a very simple game, to be honest. It's simple. Uh, you know, I have fun. I really like the theme uh, as well. I mean, I think it, it's, it's a, even if it's a sci-fi theme that you see a lot in games, I mean, Come on, Planet, Unknown, it it's sci-fi as well. I think the fact of, you know, surviving, but also not surviving like in, a, against an enemy is more about surviving, about making sure that, you know, we have all, all the stats, um you know adequate for our 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 well-being in the space i think i think that's the coolest part you know it's more like an uh, engineer i guess side point of things and like you know trying to get in that role of being like an actual astronaut and be like okay we have to increase the oxygen we have to increase the food we have to increase the energy things like that i think that's the that's the <laughs> the cool thing on the theme and i, I mean it, it makes it kind of unique at the same time um what do i think of this game if i have to rate it zero, zero to five well, I think I will give this game a three point five. It's a game that I, I I like. It's a it's a game that I enjoy. It's a game that you know if I if I want to feel like in the theme of the space, I mean I can definitely bring it to the table and play it. It's a it's a game that if someone look uh, see it at my at my gaming library and they are like, oh, what about this game? Yeah, sure, let's play it. And um, it would be a good option too because to teach it, it's super easy. It's super super easy. One of the things that I kind of like complain about the game is also one of the things that I found it unique, and it was those um, uh, tracks for keeping the stats, because they, at least in my copy, they're not completely flat. Just because, of course, you have that wheel that you're gonna turn to increase or decrease the number, which I think the idea is cool, but they're also, I don't know, they don't, they're not flat on the table, so it's kind of like you know curved, and I don't know, it, it, I don't, I don't enjoy it that much, and also that. I can definitely see some copies having issues with this where it's too loose and, and just, you know, things just move around. <laughs> and, and at that point, you will be like, was it in minus three or minus four when we started this round? And, you know, it just depends. It's just the nature of of, of these uh, tracks, you know, and, and, and the idea of this game. Once again, the idea is cool. But I don't know how well it will be after time and once they start to good get loose, if it will be kind of more like a pain than anything else. Uh, because, I mean, definitely you could do it other ways where you could have like, a you know, the, desi- the designers or the artists could be like, okay, I'm going to give you a mat and, you know, a black cube that is going to determine where you are right now and another cube to keep tracking instead of like, you know, round having that round tracker that is moving and whatever. I think it's cool, though. I liked it. I, I I think the idea is unique. But I can definitely see being this a problem with some copies or as you play the game more and more and those things start to get loose. Um, so, yeah, those are my things on the Intrepid. Definitely a game that, you know, I recommend to check out. I mean, if you have the opportunity, if you, if you happen to face the next crowdfunding, you know, check it out. If you're, if you're once again going to be on, on SN or you are at a con it's another game that you can check out because i think that's the idea of these games Or a lot of publishers when they have crowdfunding campaigns they then they take some of their stock that you know they order it or they pre-order it from the manufacturer to bring it to their to their cons uh but anyway those were my thoughts on the three games that we had for this episode i hope you liked it i hope you enjoyed it once again this was more like the good old days when it was it's when it's only me in from the microphone and 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 I hope you know my ideas and my thoughts on the games uh help you to determine if you want to get a game on the table or if you wanted to get a game in a game into your library or not and you know I you will listen to me again in the next episode which usually I'm trying always to commit myself to publish an episode at least one every two weeks. I know the last one that we published was at the beginning of September. Now we are at the beginning of October, but I promise you I will do my best to keep keep it consistent. And this is one of my favorite months too because um I have to prepare one of my favorite episodes which is the Halloween special. And for that one, I think I already have some that as, as I'm walking right now through my gaming room, I think I have some options now for that special episode. So stay tuned because it's coming up this month. And that's it, my friends. Until next time, see you through the speaker and at the tabletop. Drink tequila spin summer at a Mexican bar. Steven Austin, Davy Crockett, and I'm driving my car. Maybe life is simple and I'm making it hard. Remember the Alamo Driving home on these Texas roads Nowhere left to go